As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello, welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm Tamara Hill, and today we're gonna to talk about finances and divorce. And you know, just hearing that title, you know there's a lot that goes into this, but we're gonna really work through it. We're actually gonna take two episodes to do this one because I really want to share some wisdom in this case. Now, my sincere prayer is that you're not ever gonna go through a divorce, but if you are going through a divorce, or if you have recently divorced, those feelings can still be so, so fresh. So I just really hope that this information ministers to you. And if you're listening, I think that some of the tips, specifically the financial tips in this show, are helpful for you regardless. So there's something here for everyone, but I really do wanna reach out to those who have experienced divorce or are going through it. So the first thing is, you know, why am I talking about this? Well, I have been divorced. You all have heard me say that. But it's really fresh on my mind because here in the Denver area, I have the pleasure of doing many community events and I've done a couple with divorce groups, divorce care groups here. And I love talking to people in every situation, but divorce in particular, it can just seem so overwhelming. There's so many issues to address and finances are just one of them. And so I wanna acknowledge that, that if you're going through a divorce, there's so many things but this is a finances show, so we're gonna talk about that. And so with that said, I wanna dive into what really are the primary scriptures for this. As you recall, Lift Off Your Finances is about two key components. That is that we take that biblical wisdom. We always wanna start with the word of God, but then we wanna take those practical tips, things to help you, and together that creates financial transformation. So let's talk about our scriptures for this discussion about finances and divorce. And I have two. The first one is Psalm 34, 18, and this is in the NIV. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Now, I, I say that as our, one of our overall scriptures, because again, if you've been through a divorce, no matter where you are in it, sometimes people are divorced and it's a complete surprise to them, or sometimes people initiate divorce. Wherever you are, it can really feel like there's some heartbreak involved. Heartbreak is a topic I could talk about forever <laughs> beyond finances, but really I just wanna to minister to you God's word that he's close to you if you're in the place of divorce and you're brokenhearted. The second scripture I want to remind you of is just that he will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's, you know, he says that throughout his word and in particular, I want to highlight Deuteronomy 31.6, where it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I love how that scripture says, Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Well, the them in that context was talking about the inhabitants in the, 
and the promised land, but you can fill in your, your them with anyone. Them could be your ex. Them could be the joy, the judge or the court of law. Whatever them you're afraid of, you don't have to be because the Lord is with you and he's on your side. And so I just hope that those two scriptures minister to you. And so I want to say again, for those who are just now listening, this is Lift Off Your Finances with Tamara Hill. And today we're talking about finances and divorce. This is a very meaty topic. We're going to discuss it over two episodes, but I know that there's something here for you. And whether you're going through a divorce, have already been through it, or you just want to share some good information with someone else who's facing these scenarios. I also want to remind you to reach out to me. You can contact me anytime. Email me directly at Tamara at MyLiftOff.net. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at MyLiftOff.net. You can also call me 720-792-LIFE, L-I-F-E, or if you do it numerically, 5433. And of course, if you go to my website, MyLiftOff.net, you can see lots of resources about this topic, finances and divorce, and other things. In particular, with this topic about finances and divorce, I know that one of the biggest fears that people have is about ruining ruining their credit. And divorce in and of itself does not ruin your credit. So we have some tips that I'll share during these uh, episodes. But if you go there, you'll get my full tips and resources that talk about your credit score and that kind of thing. So with that said, let's move into our discussion. And I have it broken into two main parts. The first is really focused on your mindset if you're going through divorce or recently divorced. And then the second will be those practical financial tips. And so why am I doing it that way? Well, I have found from doing these these programs, lift off your finances and meeting with the community and doing workshops, that if your mindset is not in the right place, it's hard to really take the principles and apply them, if that makes sense. So I really want to make sure we have the right mindset, what I call the liftoff mindset. What is the liftoff mindset? The liftoff mindset is an optimistic mindset that is anchored in hope in the word of God and faith. And that sums it up. If we're leaning into our faith, we're trusting God, there is a natural optimism that comes with that. Because when you're thinking about the Lord, it it fills us with hope. And that is the right mindset to receive his promises. It's really the right mindset to receive anything positive, right? So we want to get you into this liftoff mindset. And that's where we're going to start. So first of all, the number one thing I want you to think about when we talk about our liftoff mindset, having that positive mindset. The first thing is if you're going through a divorce or recently went through one, My number one tip is that throughout this season of life, and it is a season, meaning that it's going to pass, the rest of your life does not have to be disrupted from divorce. It may not feel like that right now, but I've lived through it and many others have. Uh, But the, the main thing I want you to think about for this season of your life and throughout this episode is I'd like to encourage you to run to God and not away from him. And I say that because if you're going through divorce, depending on your mindset about it, there still can be a lot of stigma with divorce, a lot of shame, a lot of blame, um, sometimes a lot of guilt, especially if you feel like in some way you caused this divorce. And it's easy to want to hide. We want to hide from our friends, our family. We just kind of want to shrink away. 
And sometimes you want to shrink away from God. And that's why I want to encourage you to say that if you're going through a divorce or this type of heartbreak or been through it, I highly encourage you to run to God, run to him, not away from him. And I know that's not always easy, but what I want you to think about is that when you come to God, and this is really important, especially if you have not had that consistent relationship with the Lord, this goes for you too. I highly encourage you to run to God. He's not going to say, what have you done for me lately? Why are you showing up now with these problems? God's not like us. <laughs> he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I want to share a, a scripture with you, a series of scriptures. This is uh, to help encourage you in that, to, to show you that God will not dismiss you or condemn you for running to him now, even if it's your very first time coming to him. So let's look at the section of Luke. This is in the New Testament. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. This is the story about the prodigal son. Many of us know the story, but basically, if you don't know it, this is a, a parable that Jesus came or an, a shared, excuse me, or an analogy to talk about how the Lord feels about us. And basically, it was about a son who had an inheritance. He requested this inheritance early from his father, and he went off and lived what he thought was alive. He partied, he he spent the money. He did all kinds of things that he normally wouldn't have done with his father. And so he got to a low point where he realized, you know what, I, I'm better than this. I shouldn't live this way. He had squandered away all the money of his inheritance. And he was just living a life beneath what he knew was right for him. But it's interesting that he had such a strong feeling about his father that he said, I'm going to go back to my father. And so this is what the prodigal son is all about, that this son went away. And now he's at a point where verse 20, again, we're in Luke chapter 15. So verse 20 says about the son. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and, and was filled with compassion for him. And I emphasize this. The father ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. That's such a beautiful image. So what I want to highlight about that scripture, again, this is Luke chapter 15, verse 20, is that the son was thinking about the father, kind of like, well, maybe I can go home. And even when he started moving in the father's direction, it says the father saw him a long way off. The father ran towards him. Now, remember in this story, this father is God. So right now, if you're listening to me and thinking I'm ashamed, I'm going through this divorce, I, I've never reached out to God. If you even have an intention to look at God, saying a prayer for the very first time, Lord, I need your help. He's going to run to you just like he did in this story. And so I love the story about the prodigal son, and I hope it encourages you with my first point, which is to run to God and not away from him. And I say God because you may not want to be running to some people. <laughs> I know when I was divorced, I lived on one side of town through circumstances and having to reestablish myself on my own, get a new place. I had to take on a second job. I did have to move away from some people. Um, I did have to move away from some friendships. I did have to move to a different church, not because the church condemned me or anything, but just because when I moved to the other side of town, it was more convenient for me to go to a different church. So with all this moving away from old things, I didn't move away from God. And you know what? I want you to think about that too. 
So if you have to change some relationships, change some patterns, you don't have to change God. You, you keep going to him. Amen. So the second liftoff tip is I want you to pray and hold on to the Lord like you never have before in your life. And when I say hold on, remember, I told you that I had some grandparents who were faithful pastors. And, you know, we were in Texas and South Texas and Corpus Christi. And, you know, there were some small churches down there, lots of small churches in all of America, but especially in Texas, <laughs> South Texas, where we were. And so I could hear my grandfather and other ministers saying, just just hold on to Jesus, hold on to the Lord. Even if you feel like you're just holding on to a tiny little string, you just keep holding on. <laughs> and that was such a good image for me because there have been many times in my life where I felt like all I had was a little unraveled string that I was holding on to to hold on to God. So that's how you want to be. There's so many emotions associated with divorce. It just really just feels like a heartbreak, almost like, for lack of a better analogy, a shipwreck with pieces everywhere. And you're just out there at sea lost. It can feel like that. Not for everybody, but it's, for a lot of people it can. And there's a reason why, because marriage, whether you're spiritually minded or not, is a covenant. It's literally a spiritual covenant with the Lord. And so when that covenant is broken, it hurts. It just hurts so much. And so with that, you want to hold on to God. So think of God as your anchor. And the Bible talks about this in Hebrews 16, excuse me, Hebrews 6, chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. It says, this certain hope of being, being saved is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls, connecting us with God himself behind the sacred curtains of heaven, where Christ has gone ahead to plead for us from his position as our high priest. Well, right there, I like to think of God, Jesus pleading for me before, before the Lord, and that's what happens when we're praying. Jesus, our substitute, is pleading for us with the Lord. Thank God for Jesus and forgiveness. But it, it speaks specifically about this hope being an anchor for our souls. And so I want you to stay anchored in God. Hold on to Jesus. He is our anchor and he will help you through this situation. The third liftoff principle is if you're going through this divorce or you're early on the other side, I want you to keep the end game in mind. And this is a sports analogy, but there's been many times when I was in high school in particular, we were in drill team and we'd be sitting there at these football games and basketball games and it looked like we were losing. And so they'd let us leave. And then the next day you found out we won. Like what happened in those last five seconds? <laughs> but you know what? That's an analogy for our lives. You can be in a situation like a divorce and very much feel like you're losing, but it's not the end. And when I say keep the end game in mind, I'm saying keep the Lord in mind, keep Jesus in mind, because you might lose your divorce, depending on what you consider divorce to be. And I don't want that for anybody. But even if you feel like you're losing, it's not the total picture. The end game is in the hands of the Lord, and he has you with him. How do I know this? When I got divorced, by all intents and purposes, I lost. You know, I had to leave. Some of you have heard me say this on this program and in other settings. I literally had a car and I packed several, you know, a few black trash bags full of my belongings and a TV. And that was it. I mean, that was a losing moment. I felt, you know, as I drove away from a beautiful two story home 
and everything else and all the other resources associated with that marriage, I felt like I lost. But you know what? That was not the end game. Yes, I lost in that divorce, I felt. But when the divorce was over, God started a new chapter in my life. He blessed me with a brand new home of my choosing. I paid $3.74 to get that house. That's a whole other story. I'll have to write more about that and share it with you on my blog. But my point is that God had a new home for me. And then everything that I thought I was leaving, it wasn't too long that those things God returned to me in even greater ways, along with a stronger self-confidence and more than a self-confidence and even greater confidence in Him. Jesus is my anchor, but it's been because of going through things like these. So I want you to think about that. Keep the end game in mind. So even if your ex-spouse or your spouse that you're going through this change with is more influential, has more money, maybe even has some connections with the judge. I hope that's not the case because God doesn't like um, inequitable judges. Whatever it is, just know that the ultimate judge is, is the Lord. We see that throughout the Bible that he sees and knows everything. And he is a redemptive God. And he's close to the brokenhearted. Remember, we talked about that. And, see, and it seems like I'm paraphrasing here. He's close to the underdog. If you're suffering or being treated unjustly, you can rest assured that God sees that. And if you put your trust in him, he has a way out for you. He has some hope. But it may be on the bigger picture, in the end game, on the, on the larger scale of things. And I want you to be encouraged by that. So one more verse to share with you on this point about keeping that end game in mind. This is from Exodus chapter 23, verse 26. And it's where the Lord says, I will fulfill the number of your days. That's so hopeful. When he talks about fulfilling the number of our days, this alludes to the fact throughout the Bible that the Lord has a plan for our lives. Contrary to what we see, we didn't just show up here randomly. <laughs> and we're not doing life by ourselves. We're not. So when God tells us that he will fulfill the number of our days, that means that whatever he has in store for us, if we stay in faith with him, that doesn't mean we have to be perfect, but we don't give up on him. He will fulfill the number of those days and the plans that he has associated with your life and what he wants to do through your life. So I hope that encourages you and gives you some hope. The next liftoff principle, this is liftoff principle number four, is that right now it's hard, but remember that God really reveals himself in some of the most difficult situations of our lives. Again, we see evidence of this throughout the Bible. And I want you to think about that because what that means to me is that God is bigger than any divorce. He's bigger than any setback. He's bigger than any financial crisis. He's bigger than any recession. For anyone who's afraid of us going into a recession in the United States, he's bigger than any of that. He's the creator of the universe. He created you, and he knows how to orchestrate things, not just according to his will, which is enough, but according to your good. It says that he makes things come together and work together for our good. This is iterated in the first chapter of the Bible in Genesis with Joseph all the way through. He's working things together for our good. So that lets me know that God is bigger than any divorce. And so another example of where you can see this is in the book of Ruth. I love that book because it's only four chapters and it's really good. Something you can read and you're, you know, very easily. 
And Ruth didn't go through a divorce, but Ruth lost her husband. She had a death. And divorce is like a death, right? But her husband died. And when that happened, it was devastating, but she decided to take care of her mother-in-law, Naomi. And so they have this journey together. That's what the book of Ruth is about. And so in chapters two and chapters, chapters two and four, in particular, we see that they were so poor and going through changes that Ruth was basically feeding them, her and her mother-in-law, by gleaning in the fields. And what I mean by that, remember the Bible's real agricultural. They had people who would, would gather wheat and maybe their bags were overflowing and maybe some of the wheat grains would fall down. When they all finished their work, the people who were officially supposed to be working the fields, Ruth would go behind them and pick up the leftovers. And while she was doing this, the Lord saw her and the owner of the field saw her. So the owner of the field said, who is this? What is she doing? And of course, the people shared what a great heart Ruth had towards her mother-in-law. And so essentially, the owner of the field told the workers, leave her handfuls of wheat on purpose, which helped her. And then eventually, the owner of that field fell in love with her, married her. So then she was the owner of the field. Well, wow, who knew that would happen when the beginning of the story was about a death? So I want you to think about that story in terms of your life. Divorce, like I mentioned, can feel like a death, but look how at the end, God made a beautiful new beginning for her, created a whole new family for her. She had children before she, she didn't have any children, but God gave her children and blessed her and her mother-in-law, Naomi. And these people are in the family lineage of, of Jesus Christ. So it's an amazing story. I encourage you to read the book of Ruth. Chapters two and four really reiterate this point. But again, God is bigger than this divorce, and I want you to know that. And if he did that for Ruth, he can do it for you. If he can give me a new picture, I didn't know that one day when I got, when I got divorced, I didn't know that many years later I'd be on a national radio program <laughs> talking about it with all of you. But that's part of my big picture. God is bigger than this divorce, and he has that for you too. Something special. The last liftoff principle I want to mention is don't assume that God is punishing you uh, or mad at you because this divorce is happening. So let's get that out the way. And I really want to say this for anyone who really feels like they caused the divorce. You know, there's so many things that factor into the breakdown of a relationship. Don't take that all on yourself. Talk to the Lord, you know, and don't give up on God saying, well, if God was for me, this wouldn't happen. Now, when I got divorced, I was tempted to think like that, but I, I had enough experience where I was like, I can't give up on God. If I give up on him, what's left? <laughs> I literally felt like that, but I did feel like, I remember driving to work one day and saying in my prayer out loud, God, I'll never question your way. I'll, if anybody asks me, is your way right? I'd tell them yes, but for whatever reason, it didn't work for me. Now, that was a dramatic statement. But that's where I was at that time. And you know what? God did not just say, Tamara, you blew it. You gave up on me too quick. No, he blessed me and he took care of me to where I, my faith is even stronger, which is why I feel so honored and privileged to share it with you each week on this program. So with that said, I want to give you a scripture again. First Corinthians chapter four, verse five. This is so important. He says, don't, so don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the hearts. 
and then praise will come to each one from God. Wow, that, that verse says it all. We don't need to judge anything prematurely, and I know that's hard. And then God will reveal the intentions of the hearts. You may feel like, my ex is out to get me, that nothing's right with him or her. <laughs> In time, God's going to reveal the intentions of the heart. So it sounds easy to just say, well, take this, God. I'm here to say it's not always that easy, but we need to rely on the word and not just our emotions because, wow, our emotions can really get us in a place. So I hope that this really helped you. We shared five very important liftoff principles in this discussion about finances and divorce. And I really hope it encourages you. And then our second piece uh, will focus on the second episode on the financial tips. But I want to give you one really quickly so you can kind of meditate on this before we meet again next week. But the first financial tip that I have for you as you think about finances and divorce is I want you to start envisioning a future where you are the sole provider for you and your family. Now, you know, we went through these liftoff tips so that you can feel positive about that. <laughs> I mean, if you are listening to that and you're thinking, there, I don't see a good future for me being the sole provider of my family, especially if you're a person who's never worked before. There's many people who have not worked before because you've been so dedicated to the household and the children, and that's a beautiful thing. But the number one tip I have for you, and this is where we're going to pick up in our next episode next week, is we're going to envision a future where you are the sole provider for you and your family. And again, if that seems overwhelming, remember all things are possible through Christ Jesus. And you have the support and prayers of myself, of the community here um, with this station, with this podcasting service. We're here for you. We're praying for you. And so with that said, we're going to do that right now. So Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you so much for loving us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving us your very best, your very own life, so that we may have a chance at life. And I'm so glad to know that nothing is a surprise for you. I know that divorce is never your best plan for us, but when these things happen, you're still with us, you still love us. And just like you were in that story about the prodigal son, you run to us if we even look your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray for anyone who is listening to me who's going through divorce, recently divorced, or, you know, just kind of wondering, what is this all about? I just pray that this blesses them and encourages, encourages them, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are the resource for every situation in life. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Well, I hope that this really um, helped you. I, I feel really good talking to you all about it. I welcome you again to contact me, 720-792-LIFE or 5433. Um, and again, this is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances. Check me out on my website, myliftoff.net. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. My